Several years ago, a good friend of mine went to the ER after he had experienced several days of pretty intense abdominal pain. And by the end of his day in the ER, he was diagnosed with pancreatic cancer. If you know anything about cancer, you know that pancreatic cancer is one of the really bad ones. Typically, by the time that it's diagnosed, it's too late to successfully treat. And though my friend, Rich was his name, lived longer than he was originally told to expect, he did ultimately die of pancreatic cancer. I had the the privilege of arriving at his house and sitting by his side minutes before he stepped into eternity. I was there with my wife and his wife when he breathed his last breath in this life. During the year or so that he battled cancer before he died, he and I had a lot of long talks about life, death, and eternity. And it was during that time that I happened upon a book by a pastor in Texas called Imagine Heaven. I read a lot of books, and to be honest, in my experience, most books shouldn't be any longer than about 100 pages, and the average book is about two and a half to three times that long, so I end up only reading about 30% of most books, but this book was different. It was one of those books that I found myself unable to put down, and after I read it, I told Rich that he needed to read the book as well, and he did, and we, we talked about it several times before he died. Reading Imagine Heaven was, I think, the first time that I found myself looking forward to experiencing the kingdom of God, what we commonly refer to as heaven. I think a lot of Christians today in America, they, they have this idea of life after death as some great place that they're thankful to have at the back of their mind, but for the most part, Life this side of heaven is pretty good, so we don't necessarily think a lot about heaven. And then you add to that that a lot of times our our idea or our picture of heaven is far more of like a floaty, cloudy place. Incorporeal would be the right word, but that's not really a word that we use all that much. The idea we often have in heaven is, is to unsubstantial or intangible. So we just can't fully wrap our minds around it. But the Apostle John, he saw a vision of something that was much more tangible, much more substantial when he writes the book of Revelation. And that's what Burke, the author of this book, Imagine Heaven, talks about in his book. The book examines the afterlife in light of near-death experiences. You may not realize this, but one of the unintended outcomes of the advent of life-saving techniques like CPR and other life-saving medical technologies has been an entire field of study around near-death experiences. And I I personally know several people that have had an out-of-body or near-death experience, and you may have had one of those. You may know somebody that's had an experience like that. They're it is reason to believe that as many as 25% of people have had an experience like that. And so these things are real and they're chronicled in uh, research papers and in medical journals. Now, the pure naturalist will 
want to explain such things away as being a product of CO2 overload or oxygen deprivation or the pineal gland and dimethyltryptamine triggering these sort of things in the brain. But people that have experienced out-of-body near-death experiences often share that their experience was more substantial, more real than their experience of this life. It's as if entering into this near-death experience is like waking up from a dream. You know, when you wake up from a dream, it's really hard to try and piece together all the things from the dream. They don't seem substantial. They don't seem real. And it it vanishes from our minds so quickly. And and some of the people that report near-death experiences report that this life is like the dream state. And that experience is tangible and real. In one of the accounts in Burke's book, the person says that their near-death experience made their earthly experience seem foggy, like a dream. What they were experiencing in that near-death experience was far more real and far more tangible and far more alive than anything they'd ever known in this life. John the Apostle experienced a, a tangible and substantial kingdom of heaven, something that's real. And one day we may as well, as many as are written in the book of life. The last chapters of the book of Revelation give us a glimpse of another realm. We're able to see through the Apostle John's poetic words a tangible reality outside of the reality in which we reside here. And as good as this life can be in this world, we'll see in Revelation 21 tomorrow The kingdom that shall be is far better than any good thing we could ever experience here. Try to explain it away, if you will, but every human heart desires the world and kingdom beyond this one. And as C.S. Lewis wrote many years ago, if I find in myself a desire which no experience in this world can satisfy, the most probable explanation is that I was made for another world. Something to think about. We'll see you next time.